Hey guys, welcome to uh, the second installment of Beers and Gear. Beer and Gear? Ooh, uh, I gotta get that right. <laughs> it is Beer and Gear. Beer and Gear. Um, I'm about to pop my tab. Oh, what what are we drinking? Okay, so I am drinking a new one. Uh, this is Four Sixes Grit and Glory. So, um, for any of my... Uh, people out there that have watched any of the Yellowstone, you know what I'm talking about, Chris, Yellowstone? I know the show. I've never watched it. Okay. Um, there's a, so it's, Yellowstone's about a ranch in yeah. Yellowstone um, in Montana. Um, and, uh, uh, but they reference a ranch in Texas called Four Sixes a lot. And so I'm guessing this has something to do with that. Okay. But first try. So we're going to see. All right. Well, I wanted the Founders Breakfast Out. Yeah. But apparently Fresh no longer carries it. Well, and that could be a seasonal thing. Perhaps. Uh, they didn't. In fact, they didn't have anything from Founders. So I went back to what we had the last week. So I have a Modelo Negro. Oh, okay. Nice. So. I've still got some of those left over. <laughs> Um, this is a this is an amber lager, which is kind of what I trend towards, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, not quite as dark, um, but also not a Corona. True, true. Well, um, this yeah. is dark enough for me. Um, the one that I wanted, the breakfast out, is actually a well, they call it a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Mm -hmm. That makes it sound really kind of uh, frou frou. Fru fru, but it's it's not. Yeah, um, I've had them. They're Scotch ales. Founders is yeah. all Scotch ales, I think. Yeah, and holy cow! My favorite Scotch ale, though, um, is still uh, Old Chub. Okay. By a uh, brewery in Colorado called Oscar Blues. You should have you ever had Old Chub? I have not. Okay, we need to make that happen. That'll be one of the one of these days that we're in the same place recording. Okay, um, we'll have to do that because uh, I really enjoy it. It's very smooth. Um, yeah. Well, that's some beer talk. Yes, it is. Um, thought maybe for this episode of beer and gear, um, we could talk about kind of. Our thoughts on post-COVID, uh, I don't know if you want to say it's a technology boom, necessarily, but like... It was a boom for Zoom. It was a boom for Zoom. It was a boom for a lot of things. There's there's only a few... I was trying to think through this the other day. There, there may have only been one uh, technology area that I could think of at the time that had really suffered because of it. Um... But so many things just kind of blew up and then became, yep. you know, everybody needs this. Everybody's, I mean, the whole reason that we're doing this podcast the way that we are is, uh, I think, thanks to 2020. We're actually using a site called Clean Feed right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Clean Feed had much of a purpose before all of this happened, 
Um, cause you know, you would just always go to wherever you were supposed to be with whoever you're supposed to be there with everything remote is, what's the word I'm looking for? Remote is the hot thing. Yeah. It's, it's way more, uh, way more sexy than it used <laughs> to be. Yeah, it's definitely far more uh, accepted than it was. Yeah, there you go. That's another good use for this. You could call that digital adoption. Digital adoption. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, the first thing that I had in mind uh, to talk about uh, was just like network gear. Um, you know, we... I, I I could be wrong about this because, you know, we are and, you know, a lot of our friends are really into having um, networks at home that are safe and reliable and all of that. Mm -hmm. But it just, it seems like, again, after 2020, everybody, at least, I don't know if they know more about it or if they're just dangerous with it now. Um, there's, there's way more of a market for that, that everybody wants everything really fast. Everybody's streaming everything on TV now. Yes. I mean, that was coming beforehand. I actually had switched to only streaming services in like 2017 or something like that and stopped using, uh, any kind of cable or, um, satellite provider yep but since man i mean disney plus netflix has always been a thing but like i guess hulu's yep. was hulu was right on netflix's tails yep yep now that's all disney now that's all disney um and then just the the fact that everybody wants to be able to stream movies and TV whenever they whenever they want. Correct. Yeah, you can't be can't be bored while you're sitting at home doing nothing, <laughs> not working. Yeah, and then when you're stuck on old Northland cable, like I am. Oh man. Yeah, you get you get that 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 amazing hundred meg down, and that's as good well, as it, that's as good as it gets. And At about, least you're not listening to a dial-up tone. No, I'm, I'm close, but I'm not there. <laughs> and we're doing great if we get 7 meg up. And so you get a couple people hitting Netflix, somebody, you know, streaming some music, and then you want to look at some websites, and everybody feels it. Yeah. Mercy. So, yeah, there's only... Yeah, but I was going to say, there's only so much that the... The really fancy network gear can do when you have a limited connection like that. Yeah. So internet service providers, um, ISPs, uh, have a lot like they've they've had to deal with a lot of demand, mm -hmm. um, but then also at the other end, um, just inside of homes, having you know faster modems and routers and. Uh, Network extenders and stuff like that. I know that I I never had two two APs in in my house, and now I have three. Um, it's just kind of the nature of 
wanting everything to be connected yes really well and not wanting to have to uh i mean gosh just thinking about it right now i've got right now i've got four adults in my house and so uh that's every adult has a computer and a phone and i have an ipad um so that by itself is nine devices yeah and then uh the kids have tablets like the little fires um that's another so that's 12 and then TVs i mean so you're looking at 15 ish devices real quick that's more than that little linksys ap could do oh yeah yeah according to my unify i have 17 devices on the network 17 devices 17 and i have one two three four of them that are wired in mercy so that means i've got and there's only four of you yeah (laughs) yeah so the computer that i'm on is obviously wired in Mm-hmm. And then the the roadcaster is wired in, and then I've got the other little computer running. Uh, Start nine is my uh, bit node and lightning code or node, I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then my pie hole. I can't forget my pie hole. I've got that wired in along with a uh, home assistant. I mean, most people don't wire in their pie hole, Chris. You got to detach that thing from the pie every once in a while. <laughs> Wire steel king. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, everybody's looking for reliability and making sure that everything works. Um, we use Ubiquity. Uh, that's been one of those uh, brands that has shown up in a um burgeoning market can you say burgeoning for something like this uh it i think so it uh it It sounds good anyways yeah it really it really showed up as as that um feature rich but still um uh, cheap and so feature rich and reliable but still yes um cost effective i guess and and where it was um, sitting, and and so Ubiquity gives a lot of uh, tools to the end user um, without without costing you know Cisco prices. Correct, and there's no there's no monthly, there's no reoccurring. Yeah, which is really good. So there's always a give and take with that. There's always going to be some uh that didn't work exactly like I thought it would or whatever, but. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I think the UI is pretty, um, pretty easy for somebody who's, I guess, prosumer. I don't really know what to classify myself as with that. And I think prosumer—that's uh, a good, uh, a good label for the the Unify line. Yeah. Um. And also not, you know, rolling in the dough. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or have somebody or paying somebody else to do it you know that's the other option i guess <laughs> you got to do everything yourself um so yeah like network gear has been uh, affected pretty pretty heavily 
Uh, cameras, man, cameras are just, I, I remember like I used to watch, uh, um, vlogs, um, that would talk about photography and stuff. Cause I, I really like photography. I think photography is a really cool art. My, um, my grandfather had kind of a photography knack, which I didn't know about until after he was dead. Um, which was very sad, but I got to see some of his old pictures and, um, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, but I, so I was, I was watching and I was trying to learn a lot on photography and then 2020 happens and everything becomes, you know, how to integrate with your computer, what, you know, what, um, it's funny because it seems like um, there was less of a um, less of an emphasis put on like uh, webcams. Yeah, that's correct. Um, everybody wanted to go like DSLR. Everybody wanted to go. You know, I think. Um, Action Cam started to upgrade their stuff real quickly um, uh, because they were finding that, you know, for for a real fast like fast pace video of something like that was a fine um, optical setup with their sensor and everything. But you know, people were now using them for webcams, and people were using them for. Uh, uh, I don't know if you would call like family vacations that weren't like all action mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And so um, they started to upgrade. There started to be some competition in that with uh, not only GoPro doing it, but then uh, DJI, of yes. course, coming off of their um, drones and everything to actually do mobile, uh, mobile cams and, uh, and then the other one was like Insta 360, turning yep. the 360 cam into like a super usable and affordable tool. Everything got got kind of crazy. Um, and then all the interfaces that came out that were like, hey, now you can plug your DSLR into your computer, and now you can have this really high quality image. I mean, even Apple with their latest stuff is um, is coming out with using your uh, phone camera connected to your computer. Did Correct. you see that on the keynote? Uh, I've read. I didn't actually watch it. You didn't. You didn't partake in the John. You know, I Apple never. Keynote? You know, I never what? partake of those. What? No. But in fairness, I don't partake of the Microsoft version either. Yeah, I've I have actually uh <laughs> I watched a I watched um, a Microsoft one and the number of times the guy said flow about made me want to kill myself. <laughs> yes. You got to stay in your um, flow. You got to stay in your flow. It's very important that you flow. I yes. didn't know that I had a flow, but evidently I have a flow and it's detrimental to my health to get out <laughs> of my flow. Yeah, another company who saw a lot of rise too with, with that was is Elgato. They've been yes. doing a lot for oh. uh, for you YouTubers for a while, 
but they all, but that really also took off for them yeah. with everybody doing everything remote and wanting YouTubers a, a stream and deck and all of those uh, pieces Twitch. of the puzzle. Yes, Man, Twitch. I had no idea how uh, big Twitch was before 2020. Like I, I knew that people were on it. Don't get me wrong, but like then after 2020, it seemed like I mean I had friends that were playing like um trivia games with each other on Twitch. Yep. Like I, I just again use cases kind of came flying out of this, and people were realizing that they could use all of this technology for things that they weren't, you know, immediately thinking, oh, this is what this is for. Um, huge. Elgato, huge. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we, we've we used a couple of um, Elgato devices in the um, uh, church, like just, you know, I almost said flow. Uh, the church, like, <laughs> process of... of uh, you know, queuing things in ProPresenter and, and things like that. Um, but they, I mean, they came out with, uh, Elgato came out with um, a couple of devices there after 2020 that were, you know, still the buttons and everything like that, but they also did, um, they did devices that had, like, knobs and everything could be customizable to be able to do, like, uh, workflows inside of, you know, uh, Lightroom or uh, Photoshop or um, Premiere Pro. I guess we could use some of the other non-Adobe um, products, but those slip off of my yep. brain really easily. Yeah, if the Elgato people are listening, I would love a chance to play around with the Stream Deck Plus. That is oh, the man. one that has the, it's got like, uh, I think, eight buttons, and then it has the yeah. four infinity knobs. So to infinity speak. Infinity knobs. Yep. Love love infinity knobs. Whoever came up with that, great job. Not having an end to that. I mean, what if it if it's digital? Why why in the heck would you put a, a stopper on either end? Exactly. It's just huge. Um, and there was another one that came out uh, recently. Um, or I don't know if it came out recently, but uh, was an, it, it's not Elgato. There was another company making uh, headway in in that same like sector of things, and I cannot remember. Loop Deck. Um, Loop Deck. Spelled L O U P E, I believe. Yeah, P E P E L O U P E. Yeah. Um, because they had. Uh, there for the longest time, I'd actually looked at their stuff beforehand um, because they had a, a photo edit editing console that was um, kind of, um, I mean, it was very much like a, a Lightroom or a Photoshop or whatever, you know, tool that it was almost like having um, a uh, keyboard that was... <laughs> that had all the um, shortcuts already laid out for you, but it, you know, it had knobs and it had faders and different things like that. But then fairly recently loop that came out with like the, um, the live uh, customizable streaming console. They've got like that little loop deck uh, plus and the, um, gosh, what do they even call this? The loop deck CT. Um, 
which I guess is just creative tool. Uh, but makes, makes me think of CAT scan when they hear CT. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but these custom consoles that they've come out with are legit. Um, and though they were in the space, I think, before Elgato, I think they definitely, you can tell by the way that they um, uh, did their customizable buttons and everything that's that's heavily informed by the success of the stream deck and stuff like that yeah i'm looking um, at the ct now that's pretty impressive i i'm telling you like the ct is no joke it's um, got a, a pretty price tag but it looks really nice sure i mean again if you get into a space and you make a superior product and I'm not saying it's superior than Stream Deck. I'm saying uh, a product that holds up. Yeah. Um, I think that you can you can sell it for a lot of money. We've seen that time and time again. I can see how it appealed to the Apple folks out there, nice and thin, considering how much it does. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? PC folks don't like nice and thin. Uh, some do. I would be fine with it being thick if I get better battery. Are they all about that base? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, other areas that have seen a lot of growth. Um, I put sound systems in here. Um, I don't know exactly what I was thinking with that, though, because... Um, are Maybe you thinking just, more of like becoming network connected, uh, more IP based, and so more yeah, uh, easily of, controlled versus having the physical surface? Yeah, that's that's probably. I mean, that's a good good point. the The number of um, uh, sound systems um, that are that are connected over IP, you know, using Dante um, now to be able to. Um, give inputs and outputs over a wide array and just having to use, you know, cat six or something to connect it all. Yeah. Um, makes it super useful. They were, I mean, we were already doing, we, they were already doing, um, digital snakes and digital boards mm -hmm. uh, before 2020. But I think, yes, the, the amount of mixing in a box that, that began to happen where you were, you were, um, having to figure out how to, I mean, every church was having to figure out how to not only have a sound system in their room, but be able to take that sound and make something usable, take those inputs, I guess, and make something usable for somebody sitting at home on their couch with a TV or, you know, where she had an iPhone, um, mobile phone. Sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> you know, with mobile phone speakers, as good as they are, you know, they're, they're not a whole lot of low end coming through those things. No, so there's not. Trying to trying to mix everything in a way that's going to be able to be broadcast over so many different mediums. Um and then having everything is uh um what do you call it? Flexible mm -hmm. as it possibly can be to be able to use network and everything like that. Um that's definitely part of it. I mean I think the we're about to talk about remote work, teleconferencing, and everything like that. But the the streaming services just blew up. Yeah. Um, 
There's no, there's no getting around that. They were, they were already on their way up, and then it just got ridiculous. Tiger King. <laughs> um, that's not what I was talking about. I was more talking <laughs> about, you know, churches being able to stream or just live streaming in general. That um, too. But the, uh, you know, the the need and the. Um, you know, it seemed like overnight, and I really do mean overnight. I we talked yes. about this whenever our church went um, uh, remote. Um, that it happened in a inside of a week. So we were um, on Monday. We were talking about how we may need to tell people to hey, uh, just be um, aware of your brothers and their sensitivity. We're just all gonna make sure and um, you know do the fist bump and the elbow of, you know, like when we say hi to each other, we're going to make sure and do that to like, that was like on Monday. And then on Tuesday or Wednesday, they were like, okay, so instead of uh, doing that, we're just, we're going to stay six feet away from each other. We're not going to do a meet and greet time. We're going to make sure and do that. If you need to wear a mask, um, definitely wear a mask um, because we're, we're finding out that, that singing is, is definitely how some of this is being transmitted. Um, and then by like Friday, I was told nobody's coming to church. <laughs> we need to be able to be fully online on Sunday. And so that Friday and Saturday was hectic. If oh yes, that's not a oversimplification of it. Yeah, I remember uh, that we were in. Texarkana, we went up to visit my wife <clears throat> when she was working, and that was um, spring break week. Yeah, and it was because my wife was on her was in New York for spring break. There you go. So ground we were, zero. We were there, and on my birthday was when the NBA announced they were stopping the season. Yeah, and then right after that, every other sports league was like us too us too and i'm just like what in the world is happening yeah it was very strange it felt very very weird um but i remember the the like we had already planned on um for easter we were going to go uh, uh we were going to stream our services for the first time and so we had already bought some of the gear that we thought we would need and that we were moving things toward I know I was I was in the pl the process of trying to implement things and then whenever everything hit you could not find gear to save your life cuz there was all the like chip shortage and everything yes but then on top of that everybody was buying everything that was out there just trying to piece together some sort of way of being uh online um yeah and, people, know, people were even buying it on ebay even though they knew that they were paying premiums to get it yeah i absolutely because it was i don't want to say a matter of survival because it's not a matter of survival but it was i mean it was so important everything became how do we make this one thing work um i remember i mean putting it all together but then trying to help all the other churches around us because, you know, we tried some things that didn't really work for us, but could work in a smaller, 
um, congregation or a smaller uh, building. And so we ended up giving a lot of gear away at that point um, just to try to get as many people out there as we could. But, I mean, it's a lot. I remember all of that with the streaming side of things. And, of course, like that's – I think streaming hit churches really hard. I know it probably hit a lot of places – that I'm not thinking about really hard. There was some music industry streaming stuff um, that was really important. But then uh, what really did hit everybody else, um, at least, was the you know remote work, the teleconferencing, and all the collaborative tools. You want to talk about collaborative tools? <laughs> uh, in that area, we were, were pretty fortunate. We had gone to Zoom... And actually had Zoom rooms about maybe six months to a year before COVID. I mean, y'all were really set up for it because you were already uh, distributing your not distributing. Well, not we were What's we were we were spread out. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were we spread were, out already. We were fortunate. Our staff were even familiar with the concept of a VPN, how to use it Ooh. to get to internal resources. So. Um, that's just the thing that you use to make sure that uh, you're not being tracked by the government, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they sell us now. Um, <clears throat> but, but so, yeah, there, there was a, a, a huge um, boom there. Uh, Zoom was clearly the front runner. Uh, they really exploded. Uh, it would have been uh, wise to have bought their stock a little before COVID. Sure. Uh, even uh, Microsoft Teams, so... A significant uh, increase uh, in their in the use of their product. Oh, absolutely, um, I would say that they're probably still at least number two there, if not number three, uh, in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with this, is everybody was obviously at home, and not everybody's home internet or home network was really. Um, uh, really ready for this. And so you're having people having problems and you're trying to remotely troubleshoot what's going on. And then you're ultimately having to say, it's your uh, service provider. Uh, it's your, your router or you're too far away from your router. You need to get much closer, if, especially if you were wireless. Um, if you could um, string up a, uh, a network cable. Uh, I mean, they were even like, you tell us how much you need, we'll order it, we'll ship it to you. If you don't mind dragging it across your living room and down a hallway into the bedroom where you've got your desk set up just to try mm-hmm. to improve uh, the, the the overall uh, experience. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was definitely a lot of uh, IT support having to be uh, brought up to speed on what was going on and and for people to be able to troubleshoot for themselves was a part of that. Um, you said Zoom and uh, Teams. I think, I mean, Google Meets were already going. Yes. Um, they probably haven't had the uh, – Well, Google's problem is the problem that they always have is they just don't sit still with a product. You know, they'll, they'll come out with something 
and within six months to a year, it's not working and they'll shut it down or they'll rename it and relaunch it as some new service. And it's still the same thing. Um, now with, it seems like with Google meet, they've kind of, re, uh, within recent memory, they've kind of, kind of left it alone. Um, so I, they would be wise to just pick a name of the service and stay with it. <laughs> well, whatever its name is, it's going to have Google at the front of it. Of course. Like Apple. <laughs> yes. It's almost like these guys are competing with each other. I need you to know that this is our product. Mm-hmm. Because prior, um, prior to Meet, it was Hangouts. Yeah. And there was that. one other prior to Hangouts. I forget what it was. Um, but yeah, they need to just stay with it stop stop changing the name it's a good point i mean microsoft's not a lot better with stuff like that but no it is what it is no they did uh, something else now they uh had skype mm -hmm. and then decided that that wasn't good enough and so now it's teams mm -hmm. but it's microsoft teams it is microsoft teams just so you know yeah who the service is from. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a lot of turnover in this sector. There has. And if uh, it hasn't been, uh, I mean, it's definitely been a uh, win for a lot of different product lines that are, that have come out. Uh, but I can, I can say wholeheartedly that the people that have suffered have been the IT support inside of all of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, again, nobody could have envisioned COVID becoming what it was. I mean, it kind of showed up in late September, early October of 19. And they were like, what's well, it's in China. We think it's, we think it's where it's at. And in, you know, recent memory, we had had, uh, I guess it was SARS Cove one mm -hmm. that was in the early two thousands, maybe and again, started in China, few isolated cases in Canada, and then it just kind of fizzled. And then we'd had all the, the bird flu and that kind of, that, 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 that it, it spread, but it didn't really quite, quite hit that Swine level. Swine flu and bird flu. Yeah. Swine flu got a little bit farther, but not enough that, People were thinking we got to shut it all down, and but again, nobody I mean, could have anticipated. Shut down camp for a week. I well, that. yeah, yeah, we we did we did do that. Um, in retrospect, if they had to do it over, I don't think they would have shut camp down. Uh, but but we did. But yeah, again, nobody could have anticipated COVID going the way that it did, as fast as it did. Mm -hmm. And so there were a ton of companies that they they, they weren't ready. Um, was still very much living in a older IT model. Uh, and we even still had some of that to some degree, even when COVID hit, we were just fortunate that our staff knew how to use a VPN and that we had recently switched uh, to Zoom. Uh, and we were really able to leverage that. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of a lot of teams that were scrambling, um, like you were saying, trying to order the pieces that they need, uh, trying to 
trained people as quickly as they could remotely on how things were going to work, what to do, what not to do, how to try to stay safe, how to, uh, with the, uh, the information that you're using. So you don't have, um, information ending up in, uh, personal accounts. Uh, and I'm sure a ton of that still happened. Uh, who what? knows, who knows what's, <laughs> who knows what's floating out there in some people's personal Dropbox. There could be, uh, we didn't even talk about Dropbox, critical company information. Uh, depending on y- your, your company, there could even be some, uh, HIPAA related items out there too. No, <laughs> people would never. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that was, it was a crazy time. Uh, I certainly hope we never have to go through it again. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I guess for the most part, you know, we've seen it once. So as an IT uh, community, if you can call it that, we we kind of know what to do and how to, how to react. Uh, but hopefully it, uh, it, do- it doesn't come to that again. Well, I think it's made people more um, um, agile, to use a scrum term. Um, in a lot of different ways to be to be ready for. I mean, the IT guys have always, you know, had bags of dongles and um, things like that to be ready for physically being there. But now to, to have another set of tools that you have with you all the time to be ready for not being able to be somebody's uh, support actually at their desk um, and and just, you know, knowing the tools to to be able to set somebody up remotely to be able to have meetings or to be able to um, do calls or, uh, you know, uh, um, feel like they're productive and, and a part of the team still. Um, that's, that feels like it's not going away. And, and the more practice we have with it, the, the better we can do and the more the infrastructure is ready for it, the the better we can do. So, yeah. Yeah. We don't want people are... under desk because they know they're going to call Roy a desk rabbit. Yeah. Desk rabbit. It Was it rabbit or bunny? I'm pretty sure it was rabbit. Okay. We're going to have to, I mean, because at one point we all thought re-watch. it was desk, ra- uh, desk bunny because it sounded better, but yeah, I feel like when we, when we looked it up, it was actually rabbit. Okay. Well, there you go. Moss was really freaking out, man. Yep. There it is. Desk rabbit. IT crowd. <laughs> I think. I think. I think bunny is a better visual. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. That. That whole show. Yep. Worth it. Definitely. This. This episode brought to you by. Um. Well, probably not. But y'all should definitely go watch it. <laughs> And then I can't let the other piece get too far behind us. You reference the uh, the bag of dongles. Uh, that is a a call out to uh, Jesse and Craig. Yeah, Jesse and Craig, who are never going to listen to this, but no, they need to. They need to know. Yes, but if there's any Pine Cove people or former Pine Cove people, they will get the reference in the inside joke. I hope so. Hey, thanks for. Hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, enjoyed it. It's good to to get one of these under our belt. Yeah. The gear is We're at least keep... working. The gear's working. The beer's working. Yeah, the beer's working the gear's too. Working. 
I feel I feel good about this setup. So. Yeah. I could see doing a few little tweaks here and there. I'd love to figure out on my end how to, uh, to get this working to where I could actually play audio off my computer into this. Yeah, I think I can do that right now, but I can't hear it because <laughs> yep. I've got some weird stuff going on with my setup. So we're going to work it out. It's going to be great. Yep. Hi, bro. Yep, see you, man.